do the documentary. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, let's see here. Science is our friend. Ladies and gentlemen. Um, I kind of like this guy. Oh, Jesus. That guy really disturbs oh, me. That guy is not a documentary guy. That guy is a total documentary guy. Yes. Well, I mean, not a good documentary guy. I mean, no. he's, he's no. not your number one guy, but like if your number one and two guy are sick, then you yes. worry that you have to hire that guy. What about this guy? Ladies and gentlemen, what you're experiencing is a scientific po post. Ladies and gentlemen, science is all around us. It's uh, uh, over us sometimes. Science is in your house. It's behind you. Run. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. That's too much like me. Ladies and gentlemen. Let's see here. Ladies. Uh, people. Ladies and gentlemen. And animals. And rocks. And space aliens who are listening to this. From outer space. Folks, listen. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that, guy, that, guy's, that guy's got some problems. The Shugman Eastern Company brings to you science and the world around us. Did you say the Shook Mid-Eastern Company? Oh, no. It's just a thing. Oh, I see. Ladies and gentlemen, picture the sky. A twinkling world of sparks and asteroids. How does your life compare to this? And what are you thinking? Now, let's explore space and the world. Life started with this molecule. That it's, specific one? It's still around. It's just still hanging around? God. That's a hell of a thing. Science is wild. This pair has 8 million separate atoms. But what if... What if we were to split them open? Let's take a look. See? Just, Holy crap. It's just more pear. <laughs> it's pear atoms. It's like it's like a chopped up pear, you're saying. Yeah, it really chopped up small. It's like science has made more, uh, like more pieces of the pear. It used to just be one piece. Now it's like a whole lot of pieces of pear. Now, to show an example of what we mean, Let's take a look at this man. He has several arms. Now, we know men typically are not, don't do that. But, hey, this science. I'm not a typical man. Uh, I have, when you say several, are you referring to these two and then this hoagie that I'm holding? Oh, okay. We thought it was an extra one. It, it's. Just I mean, it's. A, I mean, it's an arm hoagie. Okay. I got. I got like, the arm hoagie. Oh, that is that like on special this week? Yeah, barbecue arm. Oh my gosh, that's the, that looks so good. Yeah. That doesn't really sort of carry our point forward about science, but let's take a look at an individual. It doesn't hurt. <laughs> a person doesn't have arms growing out of their head. True enough. Ears grow out of the head. So let's take a deeper look at ears, the head, and you. <laughs> this man, his favorite color is purple, but he didn't tell us that. We know that. 
because the world of science gives us this information. That's really weird. I always thought my favorite color was blue, but you're saying science is calling me an asshole. That's right. Look inside the brain molecules. Here we see a spastic environment. Look at this. There's a face on this brain. That is the face of science. <laughs> Jumping up and down creates water. How does humans release the water? What? Let's go backwards. <laughs> You're saying jumping up and down creates water. Let's answer that question before we move on. Thank you. To help discuss this, scientist Ben Socrates. Take it away, Ben. Well, science is the reason why water is created by jumping up and down. <laughs> And water is created in the scientific process of jumping up and down. Now, more specific, Doctor. Jumping up and down strongly <laughs> makes wet water. <laughs> is that specific enough? No, Doctor. We still don't understand. How is water created? It's not, matter is neither created nor destroyed. Except we do create pee, and then our pants are destroyed. <laughs> Science triumphs again. Thank you. Now, moving on. Today, we'll look at how a car can balance on a sheet of paper <laughs> while suspended over a little kind of a dog. Let's examine the principles of science that allow this. Let's first Frank. ask, what, what do you mean, kind of a dog? Okay. Well, okay, what are we going to do? See that dog? Everything is just like this. If we put it in there, it's time to eat. Thank you. Now, moving on, let's discuss the principles of, of talking. Our vi vocal brain it, it accepts the sounds that we make and processes them through to our friends. Just friends. <laughs> our brains can tell the difference between our friends and our enemies. <laughs> and one of them, it paints a light shade of green. And the other one, it puts sort of uh, cat ears over their heads so we know we don't like them. So that's what science can do. This it doesn't ever do it, but it could do that. <laughs> this is the rear part of the brain called the ophylum. It creates and destroys. It shoots stuff out of the back of it <laughs> in a very scientific way. It's, it's really mostly about science for the ophylum. <laughs> it's all about science. It's always all about science. We're going to show how you can make a Spider-Man out of masking tape and suspend him from a tree. It's, is it science? Who can tell? We have to do an experiment to find out. Of test course. tube poured into other test tube. It is science. Science wins again. Mm -hmm. That is what this principle of science is all about. Here to discuss it is the theological superstructure of the Wilton... 
Cambridge University, Marie Sacre. Thank you very much, James. You know, science is a very sensual science. Mm, that's not a great description of science. <laughs> <laughs> I was often taught as a child not to use the word I'm dis- defining in the definition itself. But science has moved past that, and now science can be described by just saying science. Amazing. Thank you, Doctor. Yeah, you're welcome. Whatever, man. Now, if we check the book of relativity, we'll see... ...is greater than pi 7, negative 3. That is how you get a Kool-Aid food. Uh, the Kool-Aid molecule is, um, <laughs> it is, uh, it's like three, uh, three dangly bags of, <laughs> one of them is of cheddar, one of them is cherry, one of them is black cherry, which is chemically identical to cheddar and cherry, and cherry is the same as cheddar, so it's three bags of the same thing. That's, <laughs> this is how one will travel to the stars, if you think about it, <laughs> for a really long time and get an advanced degree. If you don't, you're not going to understand this. This is just going to sound like nonsense. <laughs> That's right. You know, in 1965, Albert Einstein decided to get into a car. Yeah, and that guy was all over the place. It was then that he had the idea of the theory of motion. Birds and bird men cannot stay in motion inevitably. They must stop and rest. <laughs> they live in boxes, you know. Both birds and bird men, you're saying? Indeed. Do they live in the same boxes or do they segregate themselves according to scientific size, shape, and science? Oh. <laughs> I guess that explains everything for you, doesn't it? <laughs> for me, too. I mean, it's my profession. I aren't didn't want German? to be a scientist. Aren't you German, doctor? Yes, I, I am. <laughs> why, why do you ask me this in the middle of this? Well, I, I just, it, it seems like science is making you be less German at times. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> my accent is very scientific and... <laughs> between whenever I was speaking almost like a normal American person and instead of like a German-Chinese person. <laughs> or a standard German person, as we like to say. In German, it's Heizeindewunsch, which means uh, don't bother me right now. Ladies and gentlemen, we have been joined by the world's most renowned expert in science patronomy. It is Dr. Feinertrans, and he is here to explain the theory of positive motion. Doctor, please go ahead. Uh, positive motion. Positive motion is what happens uh, when you get, like if you shrink down and get into a little car and you drive as fast as you would in a bigger car, but you, you get tired faster because you're so small and you don't go as far, then... <laughs> <laughs> you're not driving as far, but 
you still get as tired because, you know, going on vacation, taking a trip takes it out of you, you know? <laughs> I mean, that's how I like to think of it. I think like the best metaphor for science is like if you had a yo-yo and you just threw it out of a window and then you forgot about it until the next morning and you, when you were looking for it. <laughs> Thank you, doctor. We have just a couple more questions for you, if you don't mind. Yeah, no problem. In 1987, you theorized that mankind could actually pass through time if they discovered the warp in time created by gravity. Can you explain? Well, what I was talking about was if, if you want to move forward in time, you know, just relax and have a sandwich because you're already doing it if you think about it. <laughs> it happens slowly, but I mean, it's happening, you know. If you want to go back in time, eh, read a comic book or something, and you're going to have to take a long nap, uh, drink a lot of liquids. Oh, no, wait, that's if you have the flu. Um, what is it if you want to go back in time? Oh, yeah, you got you to gotta slingshot around another planet or something. I saw there was apes about it or something. There was some kind of ape movie. It wasn't Planet of the Apes. It was a movie like about angry gorillas, like King Kong. Maybe he could throw you into the past. <laughs> Doctor, aren't you the foremost expert in time travel and how it relates to actual physics? Sadly, yes. All right. Sadly, this is as good as it gets. This is as I have every bit of knowledge that the United States and the world and the space and the moon has on time travel. And mostly what we figured out is run around until you're tired. <laughs> and then get a good night's sleep. Because it's going to be a long day tomorrow. Thank you, Doctor. Just one more question before we go. In 1992, you said that the theory of constant motion was disproven because the theorem that you devised showed that Backwards time travel was impossible until you reach a time vortex, which should occur sometime around 2087. Can you explain? Well, the theory of constant motion was mostly debunked when I tried to swing my arms in a circle for a long time, and I just gave up. Because you can't keep doing it. I mean, you try it. That's my point. That's my scientific hypothesis. You fucking try it, buddy. <laughs> Now, as for 2087, I mostly theorize that day based on the fact I'll definitely be dead by then. So nobody can yell at me later. I don't just don't want to be shouted at. Thank you, Doctor. We appreciate your time. My time. Space. Woo. You All know right. what I mean? Like, you appreciate uh, my time. You know what I'm saying? Time. Now, let's take a look at this. I guess we're done, huh? Another, another topic. Here we see a water molecule. Now, when impacted by the incredible pressure of gravity, the water molecule just, just goes crazy. This is a, a perfect example of the flat molecule theory. You push and you push and you push, and it just really is interesting. The world of science can never be known and never be understood because it's hard. <laughs> know what I'm saying? 
Science is very difficult to learn. Oh, Dr. Hawking. Science is not for stupid idiots. It's for smart people. And if you are a stupid idiot, just assume that any dumb weird thing you hear is true. Because, I mean, what do you know about it? All right. Well, Dr. Hawking, we're looking really forward to your next book, Black Holes and Baby Universes and Other Essays. That's coming out uh, in the fall of uh, this year. So we, we will uh, anxiously await that, sir. Okay, everybody on my book and don't forget to tip your astrophysicist. Let's move on to rivers. Rivers carry all... There's a piece of poop right there in the river. <laughs> so... Look out for that as we move along in our documentary. The sun shines on the river. This brings it, makes it warmer, but the river is very cold. This brings about a chemical change called, uh-oh. <laughs> well, you know, Doc, we appreciate you joining us today on our documentary, Science, You, and the World That We Live In. And also other stuff. <laughs> and a whole lot of other things. But that's all the time we have this week. Please join us next week when we discover mountains and getting uh, over them. <laughs> Good night. <clears throat> I, don't, I don't know what that was, but we did it. Yeah, that was weird. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. what that. That was like a new format. That was like... What the hell is going on? <laughs> yeah, that was like, no one knows what's going on, and no one can help. <laughs> Captain, we're getting some very strange readings on this splackometer. Ladies and gentlemen, what? you are about to enter the amazing world of space. But Who are you talking to, Captain? We sort of already started. Wait, it's, it almost seems like you're talking to Damn it. other people. <laughs> but first, officer, this is me, the captain, talking. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. We've got to get out of here. <laughs> this whole planet is about to explode. What if I just press this rocket button? Does that help us at all? Yes. Now, before there was a... Before they made churches, there was an ancient saying, how is everything going? Oh. I think I've heard that one. <laughs> Wilberger, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to Judy. Get, get out of here. Goodbye. Judy. Yes, Captain. Judy, I'm talking about the ancient ways of the ancient people. On Earth long ago, they had a brick barbecue. Just they, one. They, they made barbecues on it. And then they would have the wizard. On top of the barbecue itself? Yes. They, and they would have the, the wizard, the cleric, the religious leaders of their towns yeah. come together and sur suffer uh, <laughs> on purpose. That is how these communities lived. I get so I feel like I was born too late. You know, I get nostalgic <laughs> when you say things like that. <laughs> but listen... Now, you graduated from Space Fleet as a Space Fleet cadet. Mm -hmm. You graduated, right? Uh, I, never I got a couple of classes. I, 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 
I, I failed out of gym a couple of times because uh, there's I didn't no climb. gym at Space Fleet. Well, but then I probably graduated. I'm fine then. <laughs> I mean, for 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 the purposes of this conversation, let's say I graduated. <laughs> Damn it! I knew it, Judy. You're not qualified to be a Space Fleet officer. Well, I mean, I. I at this point, I feel like beggars can't be choosers. It's you, me, and the 7,000 aliens. I mean, if you want to do this by yourself, knock yourself out or work with the unqualified jerk face who doesn't know how to make a sauce because that was in the last semester. I assume. Oh, no, Judy, that Church. is how we conduct ourselves as members of Space Fleet. Well, and, and then remember when you decided to make... You decide you wanted to take the lead on making food for that alien race in the Jenga system. Well, I mean, I didn't realize that what I thought was the food were the was the race, and yeah. I cooked them for. Yeah. It was kind. Of, if you think about it, it's funny. Like I essentially made, a, I murdered a person for a sandwich that was watching. No, it's it not. Was, it was kind of. It's a little. Yeah. It's, it's not funny, haha, but it's like, oh, it's kind of wild. Like, it might kind of makes you want to feel like a 20s dancer and kind of wink at people. Like, hey, ooh, 23s can do. All right, Judy. One more thing I want you to do. I want you to make something right that you screwed up. When we were on the Jingar planet, you decided that you were going to eat a, go to the bathroom in a public place. I mean, decided is a big word for what happened, but sure, I'm, I know the I know the incident you're describing. Sure. Yes. Well, it turns out I violated several of this alien race's laws. Some of ours too, probably, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Now that you mention it. So what I want you to do is I want you to go back there and make it right. How are you going to do that? I probably need a hose. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's. Um, the first thing is I am going to invest in their system, in their monetary system, and become a wealthy man. I'll become a man. What? That'll help. Judy. Oh, like you like you won't trust me a little more if I come in with a deep voice and say, Hey, Captain, I'm going to talk to the aliens for you, or whatever, whatever stuff you wanted me to do. If I said it in a deep voice, you wouldn't have had a problem with it. This is sexism and racism if I was another race. Judy, mm -hmm. I want you to turn in your gun and your badge and report to station headquarters. Badge? Is that what this is? Oh, that's not how I've been using that. Woo. Judy, I can't tolerate this anymore. I would say it's been a pleasure um, being your commander, but Aww. it's been stressful. Oh, yeah, I get it. You would say that. Okay. I, 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 was, I was starting to tear up. <laughs> Judy, I will talk to you in the morning about your punishment. You know, Until you don't actually have to say Judy at the beginning of every sentence. I am the only one who knows English here. None of the aliens, they're, they're not paying any attention. I think most of them have died, actually. I, I, I think most I, of them have passed on. I, I didn't want to say, I didn't want to interrupt you because I know you hate that, but they are all dead. I really am saying your name a whole lot. <laughs> oh, all, I, I'm just saying, take it easy on yourself. I'm going to assume if you're talking, it's to me. Yeah, I, you know, I think that's 
kind of turning into a disorder. It's a captain's disorder. A lot sure. of us have it, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see somebody about that. But I'm going to talk to you in the morning, and we're going to talk about your punishment, all right? We're going to talk more about the jail sentence that I already have? Yes. Oh, that'll be fun. Talk about <laughs> talk details. <laughs> like, we'll talk about, like, the dimensions of the room. Like, we'll get real specific. Let's do that. <laughs> Judy? I have had it with your belligerent attitude. Who are you talking to? <laughs> Damn it, I did it again. <laughs> you have disgraced this entire, you know. <laughs> I, I think I get where you're after. Yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> I've disgraced the whole space people <laughs> group. Oh, that's what we are. I'm sure I've learned something about that in school. And I, for one, am disgusted with your behavior. I just got a letter from the Grand Hamper. Well, nobody of, writes letters anymore. <laughs> it's a future letter. It's made of space. <laughs> it's just a clear plastic block. But somehow we can all we all know how to read. It's a, it's a time warp, is what it is. He wrote it in a time warp, and I'll read it. It says, Captain Walker. This woman. <laughs> Did he pause like that? <laughs> this woman has may really made a mockery of our people. Last Wednesday, she st stuck a big butt on our face. It's, I, it's this not was that big. Not, but. This was not tolerable. We are declaring war on the space fleet Whoa. over this incident. Uh, is our fleet really, like, we're the space fleet? Like, they have a space fleet, but we're the space fleet to them? <laughs> that seems that seems like he's got a self-confidence problem. It makes me feel bad. No, he, he's just expressing... That, he, that he's really angry. I mean, he's declaring war over what you did, Judy. Yeah, I got the angry part. I, I, I sensed that. I sensed that from, from him. I sensed it from him when I placed my ass near him. He, yeah. he, he found, he found a, a, a way to express himself. That Why were you rubbing your butt on these people? Why not? I mean, th this is my question every time we go somewhere. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Rub your ass? Don't rub your ass. Do whatever you want. You poke a stick. You pluck out an eye. That's what? how it works in space space people time. No, Judy. No? I think you need to really think about what you're doing. That's never a good move for me. <laughs> <laughs> that, always, that always ends in tears for me. The uh, lieutenant of the brigade has said that you must be, perform 80 sick watts. Now, you know what those are. There's a very painful exercise routines. You have to do every, all those cycles tonight until you can't even stand up anymore. Oh, 80 sickawatts. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, the upside is next time I rub my butt on somebody, they're probably going to be pretty psyched about it because I'm going to be, I'm going to be ripped. <laughs> sickawatts are the best thing for you when you're, when you're. Looking to looking to show off the old assy air, as as we say in half France. 
Judy, I'm not going to prolong this conversation. <laughs> I've had it with you. I've had it up to here. <laughs> Say your name again. Listen. Isn't it fun? I mean, I, like, just all week I've been like, this looks like a delicious item that these people will enjoy. And, like, everyone's looking at me like I'm crazy. I'm just like, I can't stop doing these guys. Like, it's <laughs> fucking funny to me. We, we got to do one more. Can we do one more? Oh, shit. Or no. Uh, let's, let's, let's do 10 minutes. All right. Uh, let's, should we do schwa restaurant? Let's do schwa. All right. Oh, I like this because it's a short. This is a short one. <laughs> okay. This is a weird one, actually. <laughs> yeah, it is. All right. You want to lead in on this one? Sure. What's our last name? Gianetti. Gianetti. Folks, it's us again. It's me, Joey Giannetti. This is my brother, Frankie. As you recall, we have opened up a new restaurant. This is a new little sidecar restaurant we put in a shed next to the regular restaurant. Okay, we had to come up with a fancy name. We had some kid majored in college, and he he called, he called it schwa. I was like, what's the schwa? He said, it's like an upside-down E. I said, don't even tell me about it. Yeah, let's not go into it anymore. Just it's not. It's, as long as you think people like it, you make the menu. All right, but what a menu. Ooh, look at this. Look at this. Pastrami and celery soda. That's uh, how we started out. You just have a glass of that, it'll blow your mind. Yeah, celery soda. You know, that's one of those things where it's like you got celery. It's like, what the hell am I going to do with this? Yeah, it's like you chew it, and it takes up more calories than than it takes to chew it. So you, you if you only eat that, and you're locked in a castle, uh, you know, prison, you die. Yeah, and you know sometimes you're chewing on celery, and you're like, something's going on here. Well, it's you're making sometimes you do, yeah. You're making soda, but you didn't know about it. <laughs> That's, yeah, you you thought you were making some some kind of drink. But you didn't know if it was going to be like a Sprite or something. It is like that. It's a celery it soda. But this is. this is special because we put pastrami in it. We put pastrami yeah. right in it with rye and mustard. And uh, it's kind of like you're drinking a sandwich with celery additionally. Yeah, it's a new experience. Just don't be a dick about it. Just enjoy it. Yeah. Try this item and know how fancy it is no matter what it tastes like. <laughs> And look, the next one up, Carabineros. Carabineros. Yeah, Carabineros. Woo. This is straight from the island of Boop. <laughs> it, now, this is a very tropical island. It's so hot that they all they do is just sit around and just they can't do anything. They just sit around and just they can't even complain about the, the heat. They, <laughs> they start to say, like, it's so hot, but it just comes out. Aha. Uh-huh. Like they don't get any further than just one they're, sigh. They're like, Could you hand me that apple? And the other one's like, no. I can't do it. It's too hot. And that apple has burned up to a crisp. It's fried up in the sky in this from the sun, and we don't have any apples anymore. We're just lying here on the dirt. Yeah, that's, that's where you get a carabinero. That's when we're making the carabineros. We put it, that's why when we make a nose, we just burn everything until there's nothing left. <laughs> that's what it's like on that island. Yeah. We want to give you a flavor of the island of whatever it was that it's called. We want to give you that flavor by destroying the meal 
to the point where we just don't even give you a plate. Yeah, we forget about the whole thing. Yeah, we just, we give you, like, we kind of whisper, like, this is what that island is kind of like. And you're like, wow, that's it. And it comes with an apple. Yeah, it comes with an apple. And then it's a pretty good deal when you consider you get the apple. Yeah, okay. I mean, even just the apple alone is pretty, it's pretty good. It's a decent apple. <laughs> Look, next up is the spaghetti alla guitarra. That's when you actually... You take the spaghetti and and as you're eating it, it kind of sounds like when you're chewing like there's a guitar. It's like you're chewing a guitar. No, it's like you you hear a guitar. Oh, it's like a guitar uh, gives you like a sensory guitar experience, but you're yeah. just pretty much eating spaghetti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, and I mean, you could if you wanted to, you could string the spaghetti across something and strum a little bit. Why and, not? You know, it's yours. After we hand it to you, you can do it or whatever you want. Yeah, and you know, when it's all said and done, when we're just about to bring it out, we put some chocolate on it because you know why? Fuck you. Yeah, because who cares what we do? <laughs> we can't, we, you know, and, and, and we also, uh, we, we, put a, we put a veal heart on there. That seems yeah. like an extravagance to take a heart out of an entire cow just to put it in there. We just we, dropped a whole heart. We an entire cow can't breathe anymore because of this spaghetti. No, because we don't, because we're pissed off. <laughs> when, and we're you know, frustrated in life. <laughs> what else we do? We put a batarga on there, and you know what? We don't even know what it we is. We don't know what it is. We'd be like, let's put a batarga on there. Like, go ahead. Did we already? <laughs> How do you know? And hey, Joe, look at this next one: flavors of forest. I mean, the, uh, you know, you think you think when you see flavors of forest. That's some kind of a fancy metaphor, and we're going to get... It's pretty much... It's kind of like you just licked a forest. That's it. We put moss on there. There's like a snail. He's trying to get away, and we hit him with the moss. Yeah, we hit him with the moss, which is very soft, but they're pretty soft themselves, (laughs) if you think about it. So, like, the soft with the soft makes equals, like, a hit with with a hammer. Yeah, and like we like after that, we're like, this is regular flavors of forest. What else should we put on there? Let's put a mushroom. Some mushroom in there because. But that's too normal. And then we're like, no, it's still a forest. So put it on there. Yeah, and 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 what kind of forest is it? Is this is this like an alder wood? No, this is a pine forest. Pine regular. We get it from the pine barrens down in Jersey, and it's just regular, very fancy pine. But Joe, what does that mean, really? It just says pine on the menu. What is that? It just means you think about it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it just means you think about forest flavors and okay. see what comes to mind, and that's uh, that's going to be seventeen dollars for that. I gotta, I gotta be honest, Joe. This doesn't sound very good. <laughs> this one is not a big mover. <laughs> this, this, this one. I have to feel like is not going to be our number one seller. It might be the kind of thing where we don't even make one. I'm not trying to be a dick about it. No, no. I'm just saying when I think about like a snail and moss and stuff, it's like, eh, maybe, maybe not. Maybe not food. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, that's, maybe that's not even food. I, you know, if there's spaghetti to be had and there's a, and you, even if they put chocolate on it because they're just feeling crazy. Maybe, maybe it's, I'm going to go with that. It's still spaghetti, even if it's like a guitar spaghetti. It's still yeah. like, I've heard of spaghetti, but it's like, 
give me flavors of the sky. And like we hand you a cloud and a bird and a feather. And you're yeah. like, yeah, I guess that's like and, the sky. You didn't lie to me, but I don't know if I want to eat that. Yeah. So let's let's not do that, and let's go to the fish fry. Sure. Now, the fish fry is probably what people are going to blow right past that last one for and just go right for the fish fry. Yeah, right to the fish fry. Now, we got walleye, which is that favorite fish we got where he doesn't, he doesn't think great, and he He's, sort of looks to the side at you. On he's, both sides. He's like the, the fish from the old neighborhood where you're like, yeah, you know, leave him alone. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's bad luck. It's bad luck. Yeah, he's, he's you know, he, he kind of hangs around a playground by himself, kind of banging his head on things. That's I mean, the, the kind of the fish is like. You yeah, know? he's got like, his eyes look directly to the side, but his vision is actually so good that he can see around the curvature of the earth and see his oh. other eye. Whoa. So it's, been, a, it's a shame that we we just chopped him up for a fish fry, but he's delicious. So what are you gonna do? It's pretty good, you know. He's we we got a, we got morals with him. And look, you we put malt vinegar as a part of the dish because you know why it's fancy. And if you say, "Hey, why are you charging me for malt vinegar?" You know what? Just get the fuck out of here. Yeah, just eat it because it's not like we said, "Hey, here's some dumb vinegar. This is malt vinegar. This is like the kind." Good stuff. You, you know, know the you know the differences between between vinegar and malt vinegar. Mm. About three dollars. Yeah, three dollars. Yeah. Look, we have blackberry. We we don't put several blackberries. We just put the one. Just one blackberry on the plate. No, we don't put like a side of fava beans. One fava bean. One. And yeah, you one fava bean, one blackberry, one walleye, but a whole bunch of morals. And and you know we try to figure out you know where to put them based on you know what you, who you what you like you know like. <laughs> We put the blackberry, maybe if you're sort of a risky guy, we put it like right on the edge of the plate, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, 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 like, if you're like somebody who's like got to think about the blackberry a lot, we put it in the middle because we don't want to bother you, so we just do that. You, yeah. fi you fill out a questionnaire. <laughs> you fill out a psychological profile, and then we know where to put that. Let's look at the cheesecake. We're almost finished here. The Humboldt Fog. We blast that right on top of the cheesecake. Yeah, we actually give you fog. You can't say this is not a fancy restaurant. We, and we put some nasturtium to you. Yeah, cool. nasturtium. Nasturtium is uh, that's a byproduct of atomic waste. That's no. Uh, that's actually you know the guy Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. You know from the book. Uh -huh, uh -huh. This is the stuff that he used to he used to cut his hand off and soak it in it. <laughs> it's. <laughs> He didn't do it a lot of times. <laughs> he, he, he just did it the once, but that's the stuff that he used. That's what he used for that. Okay, so and then and Damn. then he chopped up an apricot and he put it in something else. That's what we give you for the other thing is fermented apricot. What's it fermented in? Never you mind. Not your. You don't get to ask questions about that. Yeah, when you're cutting your hand off, you can't make a habit of it. You <laughs> You kind of do it once. It doesn't matter how much you like it. You better leave it at that. Yeah, you kind of give it up at that point because even if you wanted to do it again, what would you chop your other hand off with? Right. You need a friend. And at that point, you're like, well, you know, maybe you make paper airplanes or something. Yeah, just have the cheesecake as it is. Yeah, leave it alone. But we do put fog onto it. And, you know, we import the fog from like a swamp in, in England. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, it's pretty pricey. 
Yeah, yeah, it's surprisingly expensive to actually buy and transport fog. Uh, as far as you can tell, that's what we did. Yeah. So next down here, what do what do the next one there? That one's uh, ooh, I see why you passed that one off on me. Ooh, not <laughs> Unagi. Okay, so Unagi, I know about this. This is yeah, I know that guy. That was a really tall guy that lived. Uh, it was a really tall Japanese guy, which isn't normal. That's not normal. So we we shrunk him, okay? Yeah. Really tall Japanese fellow named Unagi. We shrink him down. We put him with water watermelon and togarashi. Oh, you can't get enough of that togarashi. Now, where where do we get the togarashi? Well, you squeeze. You take those Japanese dogs and you <laughs> squeeze their ass, <laughs> and something comes out of it. But you have to strain it. You strain the big chunks. Well, out. I mean, you make it sound like a chore. You get to strain it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a labor of love. Yeah, it's it's really we're grateful that we get it for every day we're breathing we're breathing fog. You know, yeah, we enjoy it. Yeah. Now this last one this this brings me back to 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 summer camp ants on a log, huh? Yeah, it's tradition. One hundred and thirty dollars. You can have ants on a log. Oh, that ain't that's not one hundred and thirty dollars though. Just the ants. Well, but I mean, it's peanut butter, celery, raisins, but it's got rum. Oh, See, that's how we we put our spin on it. Yeah, the okay. peanut butter, celery, and raisins—that's the—that's your normal ants on a log. We get you a little fucked up with the rum, <laughs> and then from from then on out, you got you got problems. Okay, okay. Well, you know, these are many delicious items that we have to share with our friends who come to the restaurant. That's that's pretty much what a menu is, I think. What, so, what you just said is a description of a menu. I'm exactly. Trying to, I'm trying to end this advertisement. <laughs> <laughs> you're not helping me out. So what you're saying is you want to leave this little recording studio where we're where we've spent so much money and time to try to get people. You're done. You just you've had it. Well, we, we want to extend a hearty appreciation and a, a welcome to anyone who comes to our restaurant. We work very hard round the clock uh, to make sure that we have delicious foods for you. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, sometimes late in the clock, we're laying down. I mean, we don't, we're not working like at four in the morning. We're not doing too much. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, we do other things. I mean, we, you know, sometimes... You know, we like go. You know, maybe we do a place of cars or something. Yeah, but play racquetball. We, uh, like, but uh, but like while you're on a horse. Yeah, what are you talking about? Well, if, I, I mean, I, I, that's not what I do. I just assume that's where where you went when you just when you go off by yourself. I I just I make up stories about what you do. All right, folks. My name is Frank Giannetti. This is my brother Joe. Yeah, thank you very much, everybody. Please come on down to the restaurant, and if you can't, uh, don't bother to call and let us know because we we don't know you personally. We're, we're doing things. Yeah, yeah, we're busy. Okay, so we'll talk to you later. <laughs> That's a great way to end the commercial, too. Yeah, we'll we'll talk to you later. All right. <laughs>